0: All right. So the first okay. mistake
1: uh-huh. that people make is actually to skip that part and then go yeah, true. to other people. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, and go to like other people who already like got the scholarship. Well, story time. I got rejected five times uh, before I got into NYU. Okay,
0: you got rejected yes. five times. Alright. <laughs> it was a lot.
1: By five different universities?
0: Okay, so what's up guys? Welcome to our second podcast. Okay, so right now I'm going to invite another new guest. Um why do I want to invite her? It's because well, of course she's one of our teacher here in Discovery English and the second one um well, I can say that she used to be nothing, but right now she turns into something, okay? She comes from the small city on East Jaffa, but she could create her dream. To study abroad in the United States, especially in New York. Okay, so please welcome Nindia here. Hi.
1: Yay.
0: Yay. <laughs> okay. So Hi. good afternoon, Nindia. You good?
1: good? Good afternoon. I'm good. Thank you so much okay. for inviting me um, to today's podcast. Yeah. I'm really okay. excited. Okay.
0: Great. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait a minute. So, are you wearing the New York? What is that? Uh, jumper there?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes oh, I do. okay
0: so that is something that you're really proud of yeah yes yes of course
1: of course i'm proud of okay. my um
0: university all right, all right okay all right then so uh today we're going to talk about your journey how to get the scholarship to go there okay so how could you create uh how, how could you achieve your dream for studying abroad especially in the united states okay because i guess that like studying abroad is always becoming like Every, everyone's dream okay especially educators right and then like many people are challenging um, uh, like they, they, they try to do a multiple challenge for um, getting a scholarship because I know that getting a scholarship is not that easy you need to compete with hundreds or even a thousand of people right? and then you need to have I can say you need to have an X factor to be chosen by the government right by the uh, scholarship providers okay so um in this case, um we're gonna like strictly jump into um your story. Okay, so how could you get the scholarship to go there? Okay, so um, so I I already prepared a list of questions here so you can just can answer my questions. Um so um then my my first my first question is of course, um you get sorry, you could study the in the United States just because of a scholarship, right? So that's what I heard though my question is what kind of scholarship can can bring you to the united states
1: okay so um so i took my masters um in the united states um more particularly, um, in NYU. So in the U S, um, if you want to, um, study, uh, the masters, it's very rare that the university provides scholarships for it, which is quite different, um, if you want to study PhD, because there's a lot of like in university scholarship, um, for the PhD program, but for master's study, uh, most of the times you are required, um, to get, um, scholarship outside of the university. Two of the most famous ones are um, Fulbright Scholarship from Aminef, so it's from the US government, and the other one is of course um, LPDP, which is from the Indonesian government. Um, one of the ways that you could um, start your research is to actually visit the um, US Embassy um, website i think they provide yeah they provide a lot of information about that you could also link yourself to the education usa which is kind of like the um like education um counselor um office for those who are interested um in studying in the us so you could start from there
0: okay so it means that so if i'm not mistaken previously you mean you mentioned several links so probably later on we're going to put those those links on the description down below right so that um yeah, so that's that's gonna be great. So that everyone everyone who like see our podcast right now, they we can easily navigate them to certain link that you've mentioned before, right? Okay, uh then so wait a minute. So previously you say that there were two scholarship providers, right? So the first one is the Fulbright, which is provided by the U- US government, and the other one is LPDP, right? Which is provided by our government, right? Okay, so how do we choose to write scholarship for us? Like, um, so, like, which one is better? Like, um, the the, the scholarship provided by the United States government or the scholarship provided by our government? Could you explain more about that?
1: yeah that's 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 definitely an interesting um question but uh, first of all they're not the only um organization who provide um scholarship but they're definitely the f- the most famous here in indonesia um, and all people right. mostly do that um one thing is that it's important to actually understand the different nature of each scholarship you know because they have different vision like they have different goal and it's important to understand that in order to market yourself um, according um to that so first of all always read around the scholarship so the first mistake okay that, yeah so the first wait a mistake, minute so before
0: you deeper um always read around the scholarship handbook you mean
1: Yeah, like the handbook, the website. So the first mistake Uh that people make is actually to skip that part and then go to other people. Yeah, (laughs) and go to like other people who already like got the scholarship. I I don't want to say that, you know, um, going to like seminars, workshop, and then watching like podcasts like this are not uh, beneficial. Of course, it, it, it is helpful. But do that after you actually read the website and the handbook of the scholarship that you're interested in. Because, you know, um, organization changed a lot, um, in years and the experience of someone who got the scholarship, for example, my experience getting the scholarship in 2016 might be very different with the reality now. And the closest that you could get is actually read the website. Read the LPDB website, read the um, Aminef website, and find out what are the requirements. Also, read about the organization. Um, See what what their visions are, because that will give you kind of like the picture of what kind of person they're looking for. And then you could brand yourself, um, kind of create your personal branding to um, meet the requirements and uh, what the scholarship
0: I'm looking for in a person. Okay. Um, okay. So um your explanation was actually really amazing. So but um previously you've mentioned several things, like um, how do you call it? The the, the market you need to market yourself, first thing first. And the the other thing is that the handbook. Okay. So um I guess that most people usually skip the handbook, right? <laughs> They, they usually skip the handbook. They usually skip the the information exists on the website or even the handbook, so that sometimes they just like directly jump into the application form. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. So so that's that's most that's most of the things that do, uh, done by by people. But in this case, so uh, the vision. So we need to uh, so we need to brand ourselves to meet the visions of the organizations. Okay, and um, the other things is. He also mentioned that the issues mostly changing all right okay but the uh, but but something that i want to confirm is mostly the vision will not change okay, okay. <laughs> most of the visions will not change but the maybe the theme is going to be changing right for example um something that i uh, remember about the um the australian award scholarship um at that time was actually finding a leader Okay, so leadership is actually the biggest issues there, like like the the, the biggest vision. Um, but the you know yeah, the theme is always changing. Like mostly like the this year, let's say it's it's gonna be um, how do you call it uh, like the social educations, and then next year is gonna be medical like that. Okay, so um, in this case, as the um, how do you call it as a, as a participants or as an audience who wanna apply the scholarship. We need to follow that guideline.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so,
0: how do you brand yourself then, right now? So that—that's my my questions. How how do you brand yourself that so that it can meet the requirement, it can meet the vision, it can meet the theme of the how do you call it of the organization?
1: Yes. Okay. So um, I'll, first I'll talk about my experience when I applied to the um, Alfred A. Scholarship. So at that time. The thing that I remember the most is that, um, so I, I majored in English literature and I'm interested to study English literature, which is, um, you know, considered to be part of like culture. So what I remember is that LPGP at that time has this kind of like a priority ranking of what uh major they're looking for. If I remember correctly at the time engineering and maritime study is at, are at the top, you know, because for them yeah because for them they need someone who who can contribute and give back according to like more of like a nation-scale plan and i guess at that point um culture was not really their priority so
0: mostly the culture is going to be at the lowest
1: If, if not very bottom, I think it's like second to the last part. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. all right. so it's, it's going to yeah. be on
0: the second from the bottom. Yeah, right.
1: it's already like a problem for me who wanted to study English literature. Uh-huh. Uh, but there's a loophole there is uh, that, you know, education was fourth in the priority ranking. So it's it's quite, um, you know, it's quite high. And okay. it, it was Education. Good. Yeah, uh-huh. education. And it was good for okay. me because uh, eventually I want to teach. So what I do is that even though I'm interested in literature as like a major, I try to market yourself and I try to brand yourself and write my motivation letter, write my personal statement, and then write my study plan in a way that, you know, I push that educa- educational side of my, um, uh, my major. Uh, more than um, the okay. cultural aspect right. of it. So, you know, okay. so you're so trying
0: yeah. to connect the dots between yes, the literature yes, and yes. education. Yeah, okay. so, right. so
1: trying to connect the dots and, and just kind of like explain like how could I, if I were accepted and then I studied um, literature, I could, you know, contribute um, in the education in this country. So, that's just kind of like one of the ways that you could, you know, create that personal branding and market yourself um correctly um for uh, like a particular um uh, scholarship provider so that was the story of 2016. Now you have to look for um like this year um and see like what priority they do they have. Of course things like leadership and you know creative thinking, yeah. design thinking creative thinking yes, yeah, is yeah, something yeah. is something that um it's kind of like a universal value that people want to see from you. And um, there's, there's no... You know, it's always good to just promote yourself like that. But it also has to be specifically related to your major because you know if we talk about right. leadership everyone can say can say they have leadership um true true yeah, that's I mean, it. it yeah well, it everybody say too, that yeah. I, I have a leadership skill and yes, yeah true yes. but how would you show that show the concrete proof of it and then okay. say that you know of course i have leadership i have creative thinking i'm really good at design thinking but also that would help me to um to kind of like arrive at my Goal, which is to contribute to this country in this way. So that's making that kind of connection between your personal values, what you have, and then your aim, what's your goal in the future, and what the scholarship needs in a person. Um, Having connected that three points will actually create, you know, just a beautiful personal journey that could show you, show the um, scholarship provider that, well,
0: this person um, is worth it, Yeah. You know. I just kind of yeah. So it's it's kind of like like that. Okay. Okay. Wait. So when we when we have um, how do you call it? Try to connect those three points that you've mentioned before. But of course, that we still need to compete with other competitors, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it means that. Well, I guess that's something that you've mentioned was actually one of the best way. Okay, One of the best way to write your, your personal statement, your essay, right? But uh, so my question is, well, let's say, okay, let's say like a thousand participant knows how to write the best essay like that. So it means that you still need to have to compete with a thousand yeah. participants. Yeah,
1: definitely. Right? <laughs> definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Well, so if you want to, uh, if you want to, uh, what is that, get the big idea. So it would means that. We need to convince the scholarship providers that we can do this, we can do that, and then we can contribute to the scholarship providers.
1: Yes, yes definitely. Oh, definitely. So, um, the idea is that everyone will do the minimum requirements. Like everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everyone every, will do the yeah. minimum
0: requirements. <laughs> every, True.
1: Every single one who actually tried to get into the scholarship will meet the minimum requirements. If you want to stand out, you have to do more. You always have to try to do more than that. So it's it's the first principle. So with things like, you know, um, test scores, it's not everything, but having good, uh, even like great test scores, like IELTS tests or two-volt test or like GRE score will definitely help you to stand out. Um, as you know, yeah, um, like as a, as, as a, as a participant.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Okay, so of course that um so so it means that there are still another factors right in this case you still have another factors like not only the personal statement but also like the gre test or yeah for, for for you in this case it's because you are applying to the united states which means that gre is one of the requirements and also ielts and also the toefl ibt i guess yeah so that's actually one of the considerations as well to what is that to be chosen
1: yeah well um yeah okay that time, I'm not sure whether uh, it's still the same uh, as of now, but at that time in 2016, it is allowed to apply for the scholarship without um, having the letter of acceptance in a university. Yeah. So the position I was in at the time was that um, I graduated on May, 2016, and I remember that July, 2016 was... The um you know the deadline for the batch three of LPDP um, yeah. application, um, and for um, US scholarship, US universities they only open admissions at the end of the year, so like around October yeah. November. So I was I was a bit torn between you know waiting for an LOA to apply to the scholarship or just like just go. <laughs> and what I decided was that I will apply to this scholarship uh, without waiting for the LOA but i will make sure that i can prove that i'm ready so before even looking for the LOA i took my IELTS test i took my GRE so it's not required to have a GRE score actually but i did that because i want to show um, the scholarship provider that i Mm -hmm. am ready that i have all Mm -hmm. that is needed to actually get into Green University. It's just that, you know, mm. the chances are not here yet.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So so um it means that I can say that the LOA was the only document that you didn't provide. At yes. The time. <laughs> at that
1: time, yeah. That's the okay. only yeah. yeah, the only one that okay. I
0: had. But, but besides that, you've already submitted your GRE test. Even even the scholarship providers didn't really ask that. They yeah, yeah. yeah. didn't ask um, that. Okay. <laughs> I
1: was yeah, just okay. trying to yeah, say yeah, that. You, well, you, I have everything You that. submit
0: that, yeah, as one as part of your document, so to show that you are actually ready enough for this scholarship. Wow, that's cool. Well, that's that's really nice strategy, okay? Yeah, Yeah. because I guess that LOA is, uh, for the LPDP scholarship, I guess that LOA is one of the most prominent requirements that you need to provide.
1: Yes, yeah. It's just that um, someone without an LOA, um, to accept someone without an LOA will be a bit risky in a way, because, you know, maybe this person will get the scholarship, but then they couldn't um, get into the university most of the times it's because of the IELTS mm-hmm. test. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yes, it's because okay. of the IELTS right. or
1: two full score. Um because you know, um language barrier still exists in a way. Especially if we are talking about like academic English. And I was quite lucky. I mean I I majored in English literature, so I didn't really have any problem with language. But most people who didn't study English or didn't use it in their daily life of course will struggle. And Shaping um, and building your English skill is not something that can be done like overnight. Um, Yeah, there's a long process to do that. There's a long process to do that. Um, And yeah, and so, yeah, I guess they just want to be careful. But for Fulbright, I think LOA is not needed. So, um, okay. yeah, LOA is not needed. Um, I believe it's not in their um, requirements. So with Fulbright, I believe that the process of looking for universities are actually after you get the scholarship. So they will um, okay. they will help you with that. Yeah, if, okay. if, yeah, yeah, if yeah, my yeah. memory serves mm-hmm. me so right. So it reminds me
0: to the um, Australian Award Scholarship as well. So the, they didn't really require the LOA, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm yeah yeah the the only i guess that the only providers that requires an loa is only lpdp though that that that's as far as far as i know
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. also yeah. Um, maybe
0: there's also another scholarship that requires you to get the loa first before you get the scholarship yeah maybe yeah but the other scholarship i don't think like that though like like uh the uh, how do you call it fulbright and also the um the australian award yeah they they don't really ask the LOA okay so right now I'm going to jump to the next questions so what do you need to apply for a scholarship so like what kind of things so, so that um, our audience can short the, li- uh, the, the list what needs to be prepared before you try to apply to this uh, to a scholarship
1: so first of all um, I think most of them will require to have study plan or study objective um, just kind of like a document where you explain, okay, so I I want to apply to this department in this university because my background is this and I want to continue to pursue this. So it's a it's, it's study plan. Um, you have to be able to kind of like um, realistically um, paint a picture of how your future study will look like and whether you will be able to accomplish all of your goals, um, like academically. So that's first. And then the personal statement or motivation letter, and they will provide you questions um, to be asked um, usually. For example, um, with LBDP, usually it's like, your, what, what was your contribution to the country? Or what do you want to contribute in the future? Um, other scholarship will have different questions and you just have to answer that. So it is kind of like explaining your goal as a person. So if study plan is your academic plan, academic goal, this is your goal as a person. And then you also have to um, provide um, sometimes like academic writing sample. Um, there's also, of course, CV. Um, and I believe that Aminef, um requires a list of writing publications. So all the writings that you have um, published um, during your life. There's also 2 um IBT and IELTS score. Usually, it, it should be less than two years um, after you take it, and then there's also letter of references. It's really important, um, and it's it's. It makes it um crucial that you maintain good relationship with your you know university professors or your employers at work or your seniors in the like volunteering organization because they are the ones who can help you with the um, with the recommendations. and
0: uh, wait a minute, so um, talking about the letter of references, sorry to cut you here. Um, so, you previously mentioned that it doesn't have to be your lectures or it doesn't have to be your professors and everything. So, it can be your uh, supervisors, managers, and everything like that.
1: Yeah. So, oh. um, of course, usually it requires like one from your um, university professors because they can mm-hmm. give you a testimony to like how you are as a student. But if you have worked before or if you have worked um, as a volunteer, then the people above you could be a good indicator,
0: indicator okay. of you as
1: a person. And uh, there are also scholarship providers who want to see that aspect of you. So yeah, so it doesn't have to be like university professors.
0: Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Is that all? Um, okay, or and like then,
1: these- of course, um, academic transcript, um, diploma, and they usually require a translated, translated copy. And you have to make sure whether the scholarship provider accept translated copy from the university or you have to get a sworn translator because it will, yeah, there's a difference in there. So yeah, I think those okay. are all the documents needed. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so uh, so it means that the, the transcript, so most, there are some of the providers that do not accept the transcription from the university instead they need to translate that uh, from the sworn translator yeah,
1: yeah. there's some who require
0: yeah, that right. i've just not, i just realized that
1: yeah oh. but
0: because i guess that right now after the 2012 graduate so most of the university provides the uh, like the, copy, the the yeah. english version transcription right yeah,
1: yeah, yes. yeah right i, I guess it's really depends on the scholarship uh provider and then probably the university i don't think so though i think it's just like you know different scholarship providers require different things and always read always read very carefully about the requirements
0: okay okay all right so previously you also mentioned about the study plan i guess the study plan and also the personal statement so um so most of them are written in the how do you call it and on the like um, a piece of paper, or or it is usually included in the uh, the form, the, the application form. It's
1: different I guess. depending yeah. on the scholarship, but mostly okay. you just have to write it yourself without like any specific okay. forms. Oh. Yeah.
0: Is there any certain format that you need to follow?
1: Not really. It's just that you know, follow the basic principle of writing. Um, just be straightforward. Um, and use beautiful words, beautiful in a way that it promotes the correct aspect of you. So maybe some people think that, you know, being a leader of uh, Agustusan is something that is small, um, but you could frame that yeah. as a way to show your leadership. So it's not only about what experiences did you have. But how that experience actually could show your qualities and then develop that qualities. So it's important to be able to write in a good framing, uh, which is connected to that personal branding aspect.
0: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's related to your previous explanation about market yourself, right. right?
1: It's, it's not about yeah, lying, okay. so of course, don't lie about something that you don't have. It's just yeah, that, you know, true, that as, as a person, you have so many layers um, about you. You have so many things that you did in the past and, you know, um, sometimes we get confused of, like, which one should I write? Because writing everything might not actually give you the, um, sure. yeah, you know, the promotion that you need. So you have to be yeah, able yeah, to yeah, pick yeah. which ones are good and then
0: create um, a story with what you have okay all right okay so it means that just pick certain stories that really represent you in the way of like leadership or um something related with the vision of the scholarship providers okay that's cool okay so you've you've mentioned several things though like study plan and then the personal statement and of course if i'm not mistaken based on my note here you also uh, need to prepare the academic writing sample my question is how long do you need to prepare this so because it seems like it is like a huge amount of requirements like it, it consists of I guess based on my notes here so you mentioned seven I guess seven points so how long um, should you prepare for this
1: I prepared um, I think it was during my last year of university uh, that I started preparing because that was when I um, already n- that that's the point where I kind of like say to myself okay, I want to be a university lecturer so I have to get a master's degree abroad. That's when I decided that so it's it, it's around my seventh semester ish and starting from that seventh semester yeah I think I think starting from that point, I was kind of like, uh, already running for it. So I prepared for my IELTS. Um, I started looking for like, um, scholarships that can bring me there. I started looking for universities, programs that um, I'm interested in. I started talking to my um, lecturers about my plan and then asked for, the su- for their suggestions. So it's about, I think, seven t- six to seven months at the very least. Or even, even almost a year, actually. Almost a year of preparation. Um, because you have to do a lot of research and and prepare a, a lot, of course. Um, it especially took me the longest to prepare for the um, test, if I remember correctly. Yeah.
0: The test, uh, you mean the IELTS and GRE?
1: Yes, the IELTS and GRE. So what makes um, studying in the US a bit more challenging is also that it requires GMAT or GRE as an additional, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, additional um, requirements. And <laughs> I already forgot all of my math, and it is needed. Okay. Only GRE. Yeah. True. <laughs> true. So, yeah. I can say that
0: well. That's one of the hardest. One of the hardest things about GMAT and GRE is about the math. Which yeah. is done in English. Maybe
1: it's not a challenge for those studying engineering or studying in the science yeah. okay. department. Mm-hmm. But for us, who <laughs> in, in, in the humanities. Who are studying study literature. literature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be erase, so much challenging. Yeah, we, already like yeah, we already erased that information like years before.
0: Exactly. True, true. I, I, and and we probably need a time to recall, to recall the, information the information that we've got right. in our brain.
1: Yeah. And at the time, mm-hmm. I didn't know a lot of um, resources. So, I, have to do, I had to do everything alone. So, I didn't know that. Really?
0: So, you did that by yourself? So, it means that you did the self-study for the GRE and GMAT? Yes, I,
1: I didn't take GMAT. Wow. I, I it took was the GRE. Start. I self-studied for that. Oh, my God. That was horrible. Yeah. And then, I didn't know the existence of, of Education USA, which is a big mistake. Um, so, I, I prepared everything alone from the preparation until the application process um with the you know writing the modwad and everything i did everything alone and i didn't recommend that so you know because you already yeah it's easier now to um get uh resources so yeah, the guidance it's guidance mm-hmm. guidance it's really resources guidance. it's it's easier right now and everything is open for you guys yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you could exactly. get help get help <laughs> yeah it will definitely make things yeah yeah better. true
0: true true yeah so and then like by, by getting a help for someone so it's that's going to be a lot faster for you to what is that to get into the like certain directions right and um, so you can just like be focused on preparing that right instead of like do it yourself and uh, search for information yeah because like searching for reliable information is like kind of difficult right now right so uh, when you try to search the information from the internet well there are many sources and then you don't really know like which one is the best for you right yeah I guess that fi- uh, asking for a help like even starting from the um, how do you call it um, the, the test preparations and also like writing a lab and um, like writing anything like study plan the personal statement so that's gonna be a lot better if you get a help from someone yes
1: yeah? yes and I think it's um, you know right now not only um like big organizations such as Education USA, But I think you could even find help in like English courses. Like some of them do provide that kind of services. Yeah, true,
0: true, true. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, that's going to be our next idea though. So we're going to try to provide kind of scholarship academy uh, that will provide information uh, for someone who are going to uh, study abroad. Like um uh, like how to write the motivation letter and then well because right now we've already pre- uh, we've already prepared the um ielts um um as as one of the requirements for studying abroad right and um so but but we haven't we haven't specifically create a cluster for um how do you call it um for uh, for writing the motlet and then study plan and everything's like that okay all right so, um, so this is it, related to, uh, this is gonna be my last question. I guess. Oh, sorry, the, the, the second last questions. Uh, so it's you, you previously mentioned this before, if I'm not mistaken, about like how to be stand out. Okay, um, so most people find it struggling to get a, uh, the minimum score for the IELTS, right? Like, um, yeah, some, some of the scholarship requires you to get 6.5 and then some of them also requires you to get 7.0. But I guess that 7.0 is a good ban, I guess, right? 7.0 is a good ban. So most university will accept 7.0. But in your opinion, uh, by by getting 7.0, does it can guarantee, uh, can it guarantee someone to be accepted? Um, what is that? To get the scholarship?
1: Well, first of all, I guess there's no such thing as a guarantee in a way. And also, yeah, yeah, as I've mentioned before, everyone Mm -hmm. will meet the minimum requirement. Like every single one of them who apply to the same scholarship Mm -hmm. um, as you will meet the um, minimum requirements. So you have to do more to stand out. Um, If the minimum requirement is seven, try to get Mm -hmm. more than that. Seven point five. Okay, seven and a half or probably eight.
0: Well, this is going to be pretty hard though. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it it is hard. That's why you have to prepare. Um yeah, yeah it hard. is.
0: Ah yeah, true. Yeah, that's why you need to prepare. Yeah. Well I can say that this is hard actually. If if you want to get like seven point five or even eight point oh, well, that's not the average score of Indonesian people. Yeah,
1: it's, a, it's six
0: point five, right? Or six. Oh uh, well I I guess that is five point five or six though. That's that that's the average score. Yeah but if we like 7.0 or 7.5 or 8.0 well that you need to stand out so you need to you need to to give extra effort yes. for doing that
1: yeah um you know some people think that test like english test it's something that you can just you know you get into one course um like 3 months and then you um, took the test and that's it Most of the times, if you don't have a good basic um, of English and you don't really um, used to like academic English, that's not the case. You know, taking one set of courses and then taking the test will not give you the score that you need if you don't already have that basic. So you have to prepare a lot because, you know, there's the worst case scenario that... You are not ready even after you finished like one set of English course. So you have to be able to self-assess yourself. Where am I right now um, in terms of my English proficiency? If you already have good basic, then well, um, sparing like five, six months for that probably is enough. But if not, you might even need like a year to actually start building your basic, and then go into a more academic writings, uh, academic English style that's required in IELTS. So self-assessing yourself is also the first step into preparation. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. So so uh, well, I guess that the financial problem is also one of the issues here. One of the biggest um roadblocks if, if you if you want to join the test itself it's because like the test itself takes like a huge amount of money right it costs 200 215 dollars if i'm not mistaken uh if we want to convert that into rupiah so probably that's going to be 2.9 million well for the test so for the preparation itself probably you need to spend around like a million until 2 million for 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 doing the preparation yeah the, so and that's yeah, and that's I, exactly
1: uh-huh. why you need to prepare way before, because you want to make sure that when you do take the test, you are completely one hundred percent ready for the test. So yeah, that's why, right. yeah, that's why give yourself a lot of time. So if at one point you took one course, for example, and you don't feel that it's enough, you still have more time to study, rather than waste your money in doing the test when you haven't actually be at a point that you're ready for that uh, test. I think that is, that in itself is, you know, a waste of money. So you want to make sure that you, you have enough time to really be prepared for the test.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, that is something that's really important though. It's because sometimes, um, like most of audience think that like, by, by finishing a set of course, let's say one package, they are ready enough to jump directly to the IELTS test, but IELTS actually requires more than that, right? Well, sometimes it's more like, uh, it's not about the basic English anymore, but it's more like how to apply English in the daily activities, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah, like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, a good- Well, woman, that's it. Yeah, even people who are good-
0: uh, in, English,
1: in English? In English. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know- They still, they they
0: still know, find it know, struggling I for know, doing an IELTS, I right? <laughs>
1: To mention those who who might not be there yet in terms of like okay basic English proficiency, so it's a journey, like yeah, getting mm. there is a journey.
0: Okay, getting there is a journey, true, 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 true. Okay, so uh it comes up to the uh to my last questions right now, uh Nindia. So can you sum up five suggestions for our audience here? Like what uh so if you if they want to get a scholarship, what's gonna be the best suggestions for them? Like Try to put. Try to come up with five best uh, suggestions for them so that they can like navigate themselves to those five uh, suggestions.
1: Um, First of all, start as early as possible. You will need a lot of preparations, so there's no such thing as too early to start um even you know even making sure that you have good um good enough um, gpa in university is already like a a, a preparation so make sure that you um give yourself enough time to prepare and then um you know do a lot of research like do a lot of research before you actually begin so don't just jump into applying um Research your scholarship, research your um, university, research your department, um, read, read a lot and watch a lot um, and listen to a lot of people also who already experienced that. But just make sure that you study enough before you prepare because that can give you, you know, kind of like an illustration of like where to start and what will you need. So that's definitely it. And then for tests, um, tests are not everything. It, it cannot guarantee you to get into the scholarship, but without a good um, test result, it will be even harder for you to get in. Ah. So, yeah, you know, yeah, it's not a guarantee. A for... yeah, it's not so, a guarantee, uh, yeah, but yeah, still yeah. it helps. So, you want to also make yeah, yeah, sure true. that you'll be better off for that. And then, um, have a lot of like backup plans because, well, story time. I got rejected five times uh, before I got into NYU. Okay,
0: you got rejected <laughs> five times. All right. <laughs> it was a lot.
1: By five different universities because I guess at that time I didn't, I was overconfident um, and I didn't really um, match my research with what the university needs because that's very important in the major that I, um that I want to take. So I got... You know, Because of my lack of research and just me in general being too overconfident, um, I actually got rejected <laughs> by five, five different universities. So, yeah. So, okay. in a way, um, give yourself uh, okay. a lot of backup plans because not
0: okay. everything
1: will go um, your way. Smoothly. Yes, smoothly. Sometimes you want to, okay, I want to go to the Ivy League. I want to go to the like, Columbia University. But then that's just not the way for you. So, you have to get <laughs> Backup plan, um, okay. options, mm-hmm. uh, give yourself options. Not it's only like plan A and a plan B, B, so even like, even like, like C, C, D, E, a e F, plan all right. F uh, or Plan All right. Okay. Uh, Z or something. So yeah, give yourself a lot of backup plans. Um, stuff like that do happen, like getting rejected and all of that. The last thing is just continuously try. If this is something that you really want, if this is your dream, just continue trying. In the process you will hear people who ask you, like, you know, why why does it have to be the US? Like, you know, you can try other countries, it's easier that way. Um
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like, you
1: know, the US- that was one of my
0: questions though. That was my one of my <laughs> questions to you when, when when the first time you came to discover English. So why this person needed to study in the in the United States where they the requirements is really hard to get there.
1: And it's so far away. And it's just like... And it is far. Ah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right. It's a
0: 12 hours gap, right? And then if you want to go there, it's it takes like 20 hours or even more than 20 hours yeah, yeah, to get there, yeah. right? From yes. Indonesia. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me. Hi.
1: Oh, hi. Okay. Well, I have um, a professor uh, in my undergraduate study that I really admire. And he graduated from the US. So he was just kind of like Became my inspiration. Like, okay, I think if I studied in the US, I will be that great of a person. That was my simple thinking at the time. Okay, so that was your simple thing. Okay, (laughs) if I want to be great person, maybe I should, you know, just like follow his step. Um, And then, I guess the idea of just being as far away as possible from the life that I had is exciting. So if I have to be away from home, might as well make it the furthest, you know, (laughs) like, you know, just, just go as far as possible and experience that. Because I believe that as human, when we are placed in that kind of situation, when we are completely alone and we have to rely on ourselves, that's when you can grow as a person um, the most. I just kind of like want to challenge myself in a way. Um, So I guess that's, yeah and also because um in terms of like uh, my study plan that makes more sense because I, I like dealing with like more contemporary issues and contemporary literatures and i believe that the department um, in the u.s like english department in the u.s are more open um, to that kind of research so yeah that's why i think, yeah and, and i i heard about a lot back then like you know why why do you want to go there i'm like just why don't you choose like yeah, true, true, true. several options? Like Australia um, is very good and it's just very close to Indonesia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so many good true, universities. True, true, true. Are there. That's
0: that's one of my considerations back then actually. Because Australia was really close. Even like it, it takes for about like three hours flight from Indonesia, like three to five hours flight. Yeah,
1: and great from universities Indonesia. are there too. Like world class universities, mm-hmm. uh, with a really great yeah, language, yeah, yeah, yeah um are also there. But yeah, I don't know. It was just a dream, I guess. It was just something that okay. I really want. Right. And yeah, okay. you just it was have amazing. to keep on trying. Even if you failed and got rejected by five universities, you just have to keep on trying until you get okay. it. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. So, Ninja it was really it, it, it was really inspiring, actually. So, um, so, your story was really inspiring. It's because, like, yeah. So, probably studying in the United States is always been like everyone's dream, right? Like especially for the educators. It's because um yeah, well I can say that, um so well so I, I have a question here. So you know that in LPDP it has like multiple levels, right? So like someone who study in the United States and then someone who study in UK and everything's so I guess that I heard. So that's what I heard though. Uh, for those for those who are studying in the United States is always like in the top in the highest in the top level among the others. Am I right?
1: Well I actually yeah, that, that's what, what that I heard from my friend, friend, though. That was
0: that's our, that. That's what I heard from my friend. That's
1: news for me because you know, um, I guess in the academic environment, because that's where um, I am, mm-hmm. um, it's mm-hmm. more like you need diversity in a in, a, in uh-huh. an environment So you have people mm-hmm. who focuses on like American studies, people who focuses oh, okay. on like British studies. You you have someone who mm-hmm. focuses on like on world literature. So mm-hmm.
0: it's
1: it's. There's less rank like that, but more of a mm. okay. So we have various people with various background together. So I guess that's because mm-hmm. I am in that kind of environment. I, okay. Yeah. You know, honestly, I just heard of that. That's okay.
0: All right, all right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I guess that it's because it needs like harder requirements to study in the United States. Yeah. Like, like. Well, I can say that. Yeah. For 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 earning the scholarship, you need an IELTS, but. I, I guess that if you want to get an LOA uh, for the university in, in in United States, you need to get the TOEFL IBT, which is actually um, more difficult, I guess, compared to the uh, IELTS.
1: But they but yeah, you know, know, but now most mm-hmm. universities in the U.S. actually accept IELTS. I mean, I did okay. IELTS, yeah, IELTS, that's so a good so news. Yes, yeah, okay. I I think okay. IELTS as a test, well. I sound like I'm promoting IELTS, but it's not the case. But you know, okay. like Australia, oh, okay. the UK, We are promoting
0: IELTS, though. We are really, really promoting IELTS.
1: IELTS. <laughs> <laughs> they, I think IELTS is more flexible as a test because you could True. definitely use it everywhere. Like even in the US. Exactly. You, um, even yeah, in the at that time, yeah. I also heard that, oh, I don't think that IELTS can be used in the US, but it actually they accept that. They, they uh, okay. Most universities in the US accept IELTS. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. So I guess it's more flexible and it's also okay. more fun okay.
0: to do ielts uh, true true that, that that's also more fun to do ielts compared to the ibt yeah so i've tried to teach ibt once but i didn't really find the pattern really i didn't find really the pattern so that's why like teaching ielts is the way more fun i guess
1: mm, it's, it's funny. Yeah. all right okay okay all
0: right so thank you very much nindia for sharing on this uh podcast actually So hopefully we can create another podcast which is actually a lot more inspiring, a lot of motivating um, for someone, especially for those who want to study abroad. It's because yeah, well, studying abroad is always becoming like the biggest dream for educators. That's it. All right, thank you very much, India. I'm gonna be seeing you around on the next podcast. Yes, thank thank you so much. Bye.
1: Bye.